Good morning, Super Kicking with Stephen fans. Your favorite host right here, Stephen A. 1181. We got Greg over there. The Greg one. Happy to be here. Happy Christmas and Christmas season. I'm rocking my uh, Darby Allen holiday sweater, which actually you could kind of. <laughs> I could just wear this like whenever, you know. It's not like it's. Uh, I don't think it has a very wintry theme, so I might I might just wear this whenever. So yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, some pretty sweet. Uh, we got we got war games tonight. Uh, I don't know if you saw as well. Greg tonight is Beth Phoenix's last night as commentator, so I'll be interested to see who they bring in to kind of replace her. Um, you kind of wonder if she'll get emotional at the beginning and then kind of let it you know simmer down, but then also makes me wonder with the Miz and Maurice aspect if maybe Beth Phoenix plays a role in that, maybe stepping away from NXT and she could step into that role a couple times, but. Um, she did say tonight is her last mm -hmm. night commentary and just kind of, you know, uh, wants to spend more time with family. And I know her, you know, the girls are younger, so maybe, you know, want to enjoy that time. And uh, she's got her music career to focus on, Greg. <laughs> I still have not listened to the <laughs> five song EP, but I'm sure it's doing well. So, um, yeah. How is your weekend going? Anything fun and excited to report on your end? uh no just kind of chilling in a holding pattern um came through thanksgiving largely unscathed um i didn't meet six cousins i didn't know i had so that was interesting oh. um had a, a bunch come down from new york and uh, i'm always all over the country when the holidays roll around so this is my first time sitting and having thanksgiving dinner with family since i was a teenager Okay. So there's been some uh, new faces and mm -hmm. uh, things like that pop up, but it was awesome. Um, Your car's good? Because you had car trouble. Yeah, my the Jeep is still in the shop. Um, oh. It was supposed to be done Friday, and then I called the checkup, and it's like, well, we put a tracker on the part, and it's not going to get here until Monday. So, uh, Did you, but, you got uh, a rental car to get home or not? Yeah, yeah, I still got a rental. I hate it, but I still have it. Yeah, um, okay. like I said, a little Hyundai Elantra is like riding a go kart. Okay. So it's so low to the ground, it's ridiculous. So I can barely at, fit in it. <laughs> is the Jeep in Raleigh though, or is the Jeep yeah. back? Okay, so you have to yeah, still go Raleigh, back. So. You'll see, you'll still have to go back to Raleigh to get the yep. Jeep. Awesome. Yep. <laughs> Well, I guess you'll make another trip to say hi to family if you have time. But yeah. exactly. So um, yeah, and I've just I'm getting I started working on my outside light, so I was trying to knock that out. It was a little colder than I would have liked, so hopefully we'll uh, we'll knock that out quick and get that done. But uh, yeah, so we'll talk Raw and SmackDown, then we'll do some AW, and then we'll finish up Greg with uh, War Games, and uh, I it's gonna be. It's kind of interesting as the first kind of, you know, I feel like big, you know, event for, you know, we had Halloween Havoc, but this is really the, I want to see which direction we're going with NXT, you know, 2.0. So, um, yeah, because we definitely got the old school and the new school mixing it up, you know, except for like the Duke Hudson and uh, Cameron Crimes match and, you know, and Roderick Strong, I guess, and mixing up with uh, Gacy, Joe Gacy, but um, yeah, I'm really curious to see, you know, do they let the 2.0 people, you know, show out 
you know, did they still kind of hold back and maybe wait another month or two, you know, wait till takeover or something like that. So, um, you know, maybe during WrestleMania season, but uh, we'll see where everything shakes out. But uh, if we're looking at Raw first, so our opening match was Seth Rollins, uh, Finn Bauer, just a solid opening match. I know, Greg, we bring it up every week. Uh, I don't know what's next for Finn. We know what's next for Seth. He's heading on to day one. Um, but right now, I guess Finn is the bigger question mark. You know, and it also makes me wonder, where is his contract? You know, like, does he, you know, I personally, I think he just wants to stick around. I think he's kind of fine in that just making a check and, you know, showing out when he can, Greg. Um I, you know, I think he did so many years mm. in New Japan. I think he's fine with kind of earning that money. You know, he's got a wife. I don't know if they're thinking about kids, but, you know, he's he celebrated three years with the wife now. So you wonder, you know, well, they can kind of coast along. And, you know, like I said, if he gets featured, he gets featured. If he doesn't, he just puts on a good match, you know, no matter where he's positioned. So, um, but I don't know where he's headed because I don't know right now if i could see anybody that would be a good fit for him and a, a you know a viable option for him so um but you know we we figured seth would win because you got to build up seth strongly and he'd obviously look that way you know curb stomp a couple times to kind of take out finn and took him out last week so um i know greg you'll uh you'll want to rant and rave on finn but uh, let's keep it to a minimum and uh i don't know do you have any ideas where finn could go because right now like i said i think he's just there and you know if he gets featured he'll step it up and if he doesn't it's almost like an orton type aspect you know where if he finds something he wants to seek his teeth into he's going to step it up and if not he'll just do what he can to you know make that other guy look good so um yeah yeah what I think he's going to go AEW. That's what I hope. Um, and I'll, I'll I'll curb the rave, the rant uh, as much as I can. But I, you know how badly I hate this. Yeah. You know, I can't remember. I think he's had like two wins since the draft in the uh, in the tournament that they have for the. Uh, for the more contender, I think it was. And uh, he's taken a boatload of L's, which is not right. Ben Balor is too good, too great to be a member of the job squad. Yeah. Uh, so I hate it so much. And when you see the uh, him and Seth matched up, that's all you can do is hope for a good match because you knew what the outcome was going to be. And uh, I hate it for those reasons. I mean, you have the backstory with those two as it is with, Seth getting or uh, Ben, ben getting, getting the, his first yeah. Universal Championship beating Seth. You could have built it up to be so huge. And it was just another match. So um, I get it. You know, you need to get keep Steph, Seth strong. But, uh, you know, you could have kept him strong against anybody. So, you know, I hope Ben is in a, in a great place where he can just coast and everything, but he deserves so much better. So I'm still sticking with hashtag justice for Finn until we get it. So, you know, hopefully that contract's coming up and he can go somewhere and we can, he can be Finn again. Cause I don't think he wants, I don't like, I feel like he's done the new Japan thing. So it's like, what would he have to gain kind of going back there? And like you said, 
I guess AW because that's where we <laughs> that's where we push everybody to. But um, you know, I don't see him going Hollywood. I mean, you know, he doesn't seem like. I mean, his promo skills are up and down at times, Greg. So I can't imagine him, you know, trying to do a movie. You know, whereas John Morrison, we thought, yeah, John Morrison could probably show up in the movie and be fine. But uh, yeah, I'll be curious to see what kind of contract we're looking at for Finn. You know, maybe after WrestleMania or or wherever. So uh, yeah, um, RK Bro defeated Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. I was looking at day one as well, Greg, because you know that's coming up. We already got the SmackDown side. That's going to be the Usos and New Day. Um, I'm guessing it'll be AJ and Omos again, and maybe you throw Street Profits like a triple threat because those are the most, you know, those are the two viable options. And I'm fine with that. You know, maybe it keeps RK Bro still strong, and maybe Street Profits get the upper hand ultimately at WrestleMania. I feel like that's where you want to do the big celebration for them and, you know, overcoming AJ and Omos and overcoming RK Bro, you know, getting the titles. So, um, I'm kind of leaning towards that maybe for day one, a triple threat match um, for that. I mean, Ziggler and Rude have eaten so many losses. And it seemed like they were playing up, and I think it's time, Greg. we got to split them up, uh, Ziggler and Rude. I think it's way overdue. Uh, give Robert Rude glorious back because I missed that theme song. You know, <laughs> I don't care if he goes back to the robes, but his song was so good. Um, yeah, so do, where do you kind of see the tag team yep. picture shaking out, Greg, for, you know, day one, since that's our next pay-per-view we're looking ahead to? I think that's a great idea is, is do the uh, triple threat, AJ Almost, Street Profits, and RK Bro, um, for a, a couple reasons to, one, get the Street Profits above AJ and Almost, mm-hmm. set the groundwork for AJ and Almost splitting off, or breaking up and then to uh put street profits and arcade bro on collision course without putting him you know directly against each other um so it you know points them all forward it puts them in separate directions but equal uh directions you set up the feud with aj and almost you're going to set up the the big bull uh the big finale with uh street profits rk bro the transition of the titles and then rk bro can split up and then you have an awesome rivalry with randy and riddle so uh it serves a lot of purposes just doing this triple threat and setting up so many storylines that come after it yeah and um yeah and i think if we uh what do you think about ziggler and rude is it it's probably time to cut that cord there right yeah they're they're you know serving their purpose and you know jobbing out to you know, get over everybody else, you know, the profits and uh, RK bro. But yeah, they're definitely better as singles than they are uh, I mean, I together. Like Nobody's att- into it. You yeah. know, you don't see Dirty Dog merch anywhere. <laughs> and it's funny because we showed um, it. I mean, they have it, it but um, and I mean, they've been the tag team for what? Since 2018? Because I know they won the SmackDown titles together. So it's been a few years. Yeah. So it's probably time to let that thing die. And you know, I don't I don't need a feud between the two. Now it's kind of the thing about Orton and Riddle. I kind of wonder if they might just do it without the feud as well. When it's time for them to break up, you just maybe do Riddle like saying, Oh, thanks, bro, for all our help. And Orton just kind of be like, You got it, you know, like just kind of moving along. Uh 
because not every you know tag team needs a feud but um so well no 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 i can i'm gonna disagree with you on that you're gonna go you're gonna get the feud yeah i'm gonna disagree because you gotta have the feud at the end because you gotta show how far riddles come that's true you know from you know starry-eyed kid in the face of the legend to this whole evolution process he's been going through uh you know getting more serious getting more aggressive getting more like randy and there's no better way to show him i'm on your level now than to take on the master you know it's like oh kung fu you know you you're the student you know the sensei and then you work up to the point where you can challenge him and you can beat him and then you know he accepts you so you got to have that with randy and riddle i'll just yeah i mean that's fine and we'll see where like when that could come to fruition so uh who had edge and miz feud coming on their bingo card for 2021 (laughs) right because you know we were talking about all the edge i'm actually i i think the miz stepped up his game though i i think this is the type of feud for miz i feel like the miz has always proved himself and this i mean it's just another stepping stone to keep proving himself because i feel like there is going to be that little doubt in his mind that he's well, he has the confidence, but there's the fans that, like, is he really a top-notch superstar? Now, I was interested, Greg, because Maurice involved herself, and that's why I said, does maybe Beth Phoenix, because maybe day one you could do the mixed tag match, you know, and then do the, you know, one-on-one match at mm-hmm. Mania or before then if you want to. But, um, I mean, I thought it was a really strong back and forth, and, like, somebody brought up that camera angle where, like, Edge was just in the glass, the glasses glare and you could just see his face in that glare. I thought that was a really awesome shot, you know, and making the Miz take off his glasses and kind of really look into his eyes. But I mean, you know, um, I mean, edge had some really pointed words towards Miz. And like we said, whenever the Miz really feels something, you know, the, like the stuff with Dan and Brian on talking smack back in the day. I mean, the Miz is some, you know, is a one, I mean, he's up there. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he's probably like an Orton, like, I don't think we'll fully appreciate the Miz till he retires, you know, and think back, oh, you know, and because he's come afar, I mean, from real world Miz to forgetting lines, you know, as tough enough host type deal to, you know, laying down really solid promos and the ring work is good. So, I mean, and I thought Edge is, you know, the whole idea, like Edge said, yeah, you know, I curtain jerk the, the, you know, WrestleMania that you made invented, but I'm still a bigger superstar. Because that next night, Edge had to retire, and he probably he got all the love. And I, you know, you yeah. know, remember the Miz was champion at that time. So I'm actually looking forward to this. I think they both, you know, this is one that I didn't see coming, and I think that's why I think I'm looking forward to it because I didn't see it coming. Um, you know, the Miz bringing up, I didn't get any fanfare. You know, Edge gets fanfare every few months. He every time he comes back, <laughs> and it is kind of funny because yeah. you think. He was only gone a month or, you know, if that, you know, because Hell in a Cell was only a month ago. But, uh, you know, they really built up Edge's return more so than The Miz, who's been gone for a few months. So um, are you not digging into this feud yet, Greg? Well, um, when music or when Miz's music started playing, try saying that three times fast. Mm-hmm. When uh, Edge was in the ring, I did eye roll. Not in... 
you know, you know, Miz was off doing his dancing with the stars thing and, yeah. you know, funny lines about that. And I thought it was quite uh, appropriate that he gets voted off dancing with the stars and comes out to the ring and look like a giant mirror ball. Mm-hmm. Um, but in uh, the edges line about, you know, weren't you ninth place or something like that mm-hmm. um, was great. Um, I, I expected more for edges return, but I'm keeping an open mind to it. Um, and like you said, Miz has, you know, shown he's got it when he's in a program that he's really into. He's like Orton. Uh, you give him something he likes, something you can sink his teeth into, and he'll kill it. Uh, Miz, for as much as we roll our eyes when he's in, in the uh, ring and on the microphone talking about himself, a guy is top notch when he's, uh, you know, cutting promos, you know, digging at his opponent and uh, being the the alpha heel. Um, you know, everybody loves to hate Miz, you know, and he had T-shirts that said so. So, um, you know, looking at it in a broader scope, this could be a fun rivalry because, you know, Miz will cut every corner. And it's going to make Edge look even more baby than he does already. So, um, and I like the angle with possibly uh, Beth getting involved because, you know, Maurice is going to be involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've announced her back and most likely back as a wrestler. You know, she has her gear on and everything. So you figure she's going to be participating. So it is a great moment for, for Beth to come back, come back and, be a part of it and set up a, a big one-on-one and at WrestleMania. Um, so yeah, I totally agree with yours, your have assessment. Seen, that, I was trying to think if we saw edge and Beth on the team, I don't think we have, I know they both competed in the Royal rumble that night, the same night. And they joked, they did a, um, a video thing in the backstage. They go, well, this is a fun date night. So I don't think we've <laughs> ever seen them on the same team. So, you know, I would now I guess you could say that for WrestleMania because what bigger, you know, event them teaming together could you do? So you do wonder if maybe we'll get the one on one matches first and then maybe Maurice keeps stepping in so much that, you know, Beth does have to step in. And because, like you said, I was surprised that Maurice came out wrestling gear. I thought for for sure she was going to slap the the taste out of Miz or out of um, Edge. Sorry, like, yeah. you know, towards the end and kind of let that be the last or the opening shot in a way, you know, like right at the end of the promo. Um, I'm guessing we'll get that eventually. Because like you said, it's interesting that she comes out in wrestling gear. Well, even the Miz in wrestling gear was kind of funny because he wasn't wrestling. So you wonder, like, why did he, right. you know, other than, you know, stepping away. But um, I almost wonder if we'll get the tag match at WrestleMania. Um, just to I'm, kind of I'm look- hoping that. Just because we've seen this with Miz and Maurice already, if you That's remember true. the Cena. John Cena and Nikki. Yep, WrestleMania 33, yeah. I was there, yeah. and they did that with uh, Cena and um, Nikki. So I'm hoping they do it in reverse this time and start off with the tag match and go to the one on one at the end. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, Street Profits defeated Alpha Academy. I mean, not much to talk about there, Greg, since Alpha no. Academy. They've not, I mean, it's 
it's funny because they're giving them stuff for the Alpha Academy, but they're not picking up wins to back it up. So it's like, you know, I'm sure Chad and Otis are, I think they're friends outside the ring. So I think I'm, I think they're like happy with kind of hanging out and doing this, but it's like, when are they going to get going in some direction? Like, you know, maybe at least being, you know, they've been in the title picture. I give them a short run as tag champions. I mean, is it at this rate, is it going to hurt anything? Cause you know, yes, you have Orton and Riddle on a, you know, kind of a stranglehold with those, but um, I feel like Af- Alpha Academy needs something right now. So uh, any thoughts on Street Profits and Alpha Academy? I, I just felt like it was just a match that put over Street Profits and nothing more. Yeah, it, it was. But I think where they're going is a, a just due to the fact that Gable is taking all the all the falls, that they're still trying to keep Otis strong so he can go after Big E. Because there is a matchup we haven't seen, yeah. and um, you know you still have him painted as a beast, and you know at least for you know a couple matches that could be really entertaining. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, we also saw uh, Paul Cruz get defeated by um, Damian Priest. You know, we just keep seeing this more physical side of Damian Priest. I kind of love the Titan Tron where it starts on one color it goes into the other color so it's giving him this whole you know he can turn it on and become a lot more physical so we saw that we also saw the mysterios defeat cedric alexander shelton benjamin um not much talk about there i i guess i thought maybe the hurt business with them being back together would have picked up a win you know we're still kind of doing the bobby bobby lashley aspect with that so uh any thoughts on those kind of couple things there greg yeah, are they back together yet? I mean, we've only I mean, seen yeah. Shelton <laughs> and Cedric together. We haven't seen Lashley. I haven't seen MVP. Um, so I'm not convinced that they're all back together yet. You know, you had a, a vignette play of Lashley, like he was just coming back into the game as as a babyface. So I'm not understanding what they're doing with their business right now. Other than they put him back just to put him back, but. Um, then Team Liv defeated Team Becky <laughs> in a 10-woman tag team match. I almost was like, oh, wow, Survivor Series-style match, Greg, that we could have just done in Survivor <laughs> Series. But, you know, it was, it was just a straight-up tag match. But we figured, um, you know, Beck or Liv would get the upper hand because now we'll get the one-on-one match, which I'm sure I'm, – I'm guessing shenanigans will happen because I still think we'll get the another match between them at day one. You kind of play mm-hmm. that up. So um, any thoughts on the 10 women tag match? You know, just a lot of back and forth and, you know, just the usual. Everybody trying to hit their spots at some point, Greg. <laughs> yeah. It was just, you know, your normal cluster. So mm-hmm. nothing special. Yeah. And then finally, we did have Seth Rollins cost, <laughs> uh, you know, that's DQ that gave Kevin Owens the win. So now it'll be Kevin Owens, Big E, and Seth Rollins for the championship at day one. You know, I think we needed something like that because all three of these guys have shown themselves in the main event. I, You know, we keep saying it's probably just Kevin Owens right off. You know, uh, he's even brought it up. I mean, I think the the writing is heavy there on the wall. So uh, he might as well be um, Bret Hart 
when he got screwed over and just tried to AEW <laughs> in the air because it just feels like that is where it's heading. So, um, and I, I, I got the screen capture of Big E. I love that he has a Festivus um, ring gear yeah. on because <laughs> he's a huge Seinfeld fan. And I know his last ring gear had like episode titles, I believe it was, or some sort of, you know, Seinfeld looking gear. So that's kind of fun. But, um, you know, Seth Rollins came out there looking, <laughs> almost looking like Becky Gregg. I was like, wow, he must have raided her closet for that off with those <laughs> big red shades and, um, you know, the big pink, almost a pink panther looking coat. I, I thought he looked like a detective of sorts because that was just a different type of look for him. So, um, yeah, so we'll we'll get the, the three-way dance at, you know, day one. I'm going to assume Kevin Owens eats the pin because you probably – keeps going back to the well of Seth and Big E somehow. So, and then it'll probably be Kevin Owens. I don't know, last match, Greg, but probably close to one of his last matches in WWE and uh, yeah. off to AEW to see what he could do there. So uh, probably back as Kevin Steen, his original name, his original ring name. So uh, any thoughts on the last, the main event there, Greg, for Big E and Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins, of course, involving himself? Yeah, pretty predictable. You know, once you see the, the third uh, party is sitting at ringside, you know, shenanigans about to go down. And uh, this is the way you make it happen without, uh, you know, defining down Big E or making him, you know, take an L to, to KO. So, you know, as soon as you saw it, you know it's going to happen somehow. And, um, yeah, so... It's, you know, what we expected, what we got. So I think it's going to lead to a fantastic match. Um, pretty basic way of getting there. So, yeah. Uh, that, so that was Raw. We'll go right into SmackDown. Uh, do a quick commercial break. We'll get some AW talk. Do another commercial. Then we'll get into our predictions. But uh, we open the night, of course, with Brock Friday. Greg, in case you didn't know, uh, Brock Friday happened. Um and we saw Brock Lesnar out there uh, looking <laughs> like the lumberjack he is. Sami Zayn comes out there to, you know, say, when I win my match, you'll get the first title shot. And Sami Zayn wants to wrestle on day one, Greg. We all knew that was going to happen. Um, <laughs> Brock literally uh, wrangled his arm, you know, arm, arm stronged him into the match that night. And uh, we'll just jump into the main event. Brock Lesnar killed him. <laughs> Roman Reigns killed Sami Zayn, <laughs> and we are official. It is Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, day one. It, do we think that happens at Mania too? Like, is this going to be a, a a longer feud, or is this a one-off? And then maybe we go Brock and Lashley because we keep saying that should happen. So, uh, what do we think of Greg for the whole day one? You know, for the Brock Roman feud because Sami Zayn, let's face it, uh, he got a shot. He lost, so <laughs> he's done. <laughs> um, yeah. First of all, that that segment was awesome. Yeah, um, it, was, it was pretty fun. I loved it so much. You know, I'm a Brock guy to my soul. Yeah. Um, but you know, Brock's not that guy. He's gonna come out and do a 10 minute soliloquy to open the show. He's gonna come out. He's gonna say about five words, and then he's gonna be, you know, kicking somebody's tail. And when Sammy comes out, you're like, oh, I'd sit up straight in my seat because, like, this is going to be fun. Because he could feed and, off it really well. 
Exactly. And he did. He did a, such yes. a fantastic job. I loved it so much. It, it And it had potential to be a disaster. Yeah. Um, you know, we barely heard Brock utter many words ever uh, just because he's always had Paul Heyman there to uh, speak for him. And he just bounces in place and looks menacing. And this was the longest amount of time I've ever heard him speak at once. Yeah. Um, and he killed it. He and Sammy, shout out to Sammy. That was awesome. The whole segment was beautiful. So you had to put that out there first because I would go watch that again. So if you haven't, if you're watching this and you haven't seen that segment, go watch it. it first 10 minutes of the show, and it was killer. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as how the rivalry is going to go, I think you have to get this to WrestleMania. Um, there's no use uh, killing, you know, all, all this money with one more match, and then that's it. I mean, you got, you know, Brock's the catch cow. He's the guy we want to win. You know, we want to see Roman dethrone at some point. Um, but there's few guys on the roster right now that we can legitimately look at and go, okay, that guy, that's the guy that's going to beat him. And Brock is the number one name on that list. So I can still see shenanigans happening until we get to WrestleMania. And maybe at that point, we get a cage match where everybody's out, you know, maybe in the hell of a cell. Uh, Because, you know, the heat between these guys is so intense. And it would warrant... I don't think I don't know if there's ever been a Hell in Cell at WrestleMania, but well, um, Undertaker it, and Shane. Okay, that happened at WrestleMania. Okay, so, <laughs> yeah, that's what Shane. Very few have happened at WrestleMania. Shane took that. the fall from uh, ridiculously heights. Yeah, because it's on the outside. So, but yeah, I don't so know. Very but, few but, have happened there. I guess that's a downfall. We don't know who. Not necessarily who could beat Brock, but who need or sorry, who needs to who could beat Roman, but who needs to beat Roman. Like if you look at the SmackDown roster, it's hard telling. Like Roman could hold the title for a whole nother year. Like it's you know, because I mean, do we want Brock to be that guy? I personally don't. So it's hard for me to <laughs> like when Big E won, it's like okay, Big mm. E made sense. You know, I mean, I, and I kind of wonder if you went back to the Drew Roman well, but then I feel like Drew needs to overcome Roman, but then Drew's already kind of got his moment a few times. So it's, you know, it's one of those mm-hmm. weird, um, at, I mean, guess, well, technically he hasn't got his moment with a live crowd because he lost to Lashley last year. Right. So, I mean, maybe in Dallas, that could be a good moment for Drew, but, um, and, you know, we keep showing Drew getting screwed over. Like, he didn't get in the battle royal. He he missed the cut <laughs> somehow, you know. He, he tried to come out there and cut the line with his sword, but that didn't work. So, yeah, I'm be – I guess I – you know, and I – like, Roman and Brock in the cell, that is something that, you know, because, you know, they would just – it could be like that – um the WrestleMania match where Brock was laying some legit hits to Roman, so – yeah, that could be something to watch as well, uh, especially with Heyman. You know, mm-hmm. if you have Heyman finally pull the turn and maybe help Brock win, 
Right. You know, and really get Brock in the good graces. So, I mean, he already is, but, you know, that kind of be something to watch as well. So, um, yeah. Or do you think they're working towards the triple threat with Drew. Roman and Drew and Brock at WrestleMania, which is would explain why he was left out of the uh, Battle Royal, which why he has nothing to do right now. And would Drew overcome both those guys, though, or would it still be Roman holding on to them? And that's where it's tough. Like, I mean, if Drew overcomes both, then then you gotta you gotta yeah. keep put you gotta you know keep shooting the rocket up him because that's a pretty big <laughs> that's a pretty big win over Brock and Roman at WrestleMania. Like, you know, you gotta book him as strong as you can. So, I mean, I'd be I'd probably be okay with that because, like I said. Drew, he beat Brock, what, in the Thunderdome-type atmosphere, loses to, mm -hmm. you know, Lashley, when the crowd is back, and, you know, so it's like, has he had that moment where, you know, he can really, you know, maybe he could have his family flown in and, you know, really have a, a big celebration to, like, stamp his name, you know, in the, you know, super, you know, in that superstar stratosphere that he should that he wants to be in. You could tell it like every time he's out there, you know, he wants to be that, he wants to be that number one guy. And if you have him and Big E as my number one guys and hangman page and AW Greg, I'm a happy person because those are three of my <laughs> yeah. favorites. So, I mean, that's, I'd be fine with that too, but yeah, I wonder if drew, like we said, could involve himself. I don't think he needs a rumble win, but maybe elimination chamber win to kind of position himself as the number one contender. And that finds him, it finds his way into there. Um, you know, right now, I don't know who's going to win the Rumble. <laughs> I think this is a wide open, this is a wide open Rumble as we've ever had. So um, yeah. what uh, What about Sasha Banks and Shayna Baszler? I mean, Sasha just kind of ran through her. Now, the other story, though, is Greg is Naomi and Sonya will get their match, which I still think shenanigans happened in that. Um, so that's probably the bigger story. Uh, do we think that Naomi and and um, Sonya happen at Friday Night SmackDown, or does that happen at Day One in a legit match, Greg? Yeah, I think it doesn't happen until Day One. Yeah, and something's going to go down, and probably Shane out there again, um, right? Or you know, a backstage attack or something like that. So something's up you can tell but it's, it's better safe for day one because yeah. it's invested all this time you know building heat between them to to blow it off on in one match on tv it's, no now they are saying it's in los angeles so like i feel like they're they might try to build that up as a big night because it is la so you could pull it out there but yeah i feel like the day one aspect you know they keep saying they're kind of making that like a big pay-per-view um, now it's tricky because you have that and the rumble in January, but at least there's a, about a month or about three weeks between the two. So you can really position things differently. Um, Drew McIntyre, Jeff Hardy, Greg, um, looking good in fedoras after they wrecked happy talk. That's all we need to say <laughs> there. Um, we also yep. saw the Viking Raiders get defeated by Los Lotharios, but don't worry. Viking Raiders made peace with, um, uh, who was on, who was on, um, uh, Shinsuke and Boogs. Yeah, they were on commentary. And Shinsuke must be working with a, a legit hand injury, Craig, because he still has that, like, wrap on there and that cast. 
almost the two fingers covered up. So, um, you know, not much, not much to say there. Uh, Los Lotharios keep picking up wins. So you wonder if they'll find their way into the title picture. Uh, like I brought up before, we also get uh, Kofi defeating um, Jay Uso by DQ. So now we're going to get Usos in uh, New Day. Uh, I kind of wonder if they'll pull the t- put the tag titles on New Day, Greg. Uh, then that way, maybe in Royal Rumble, we have a little backstage segment with, you know, Big E as a champion, New Day as champions, kind of like, you know, reuniting for the for a short minute there. Because, you know, Rumble, usually everybody's there. So, um, yeah. yeah. Do you see New Day getting the titles back? I definitely can't see that. Um, anytime New Day and Usos are, are in the ring, I'm there for it. Uh, they they always deliver. And they are geniuses when it comes to bringing you something you haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've had so many epic matches. And each one is distinguishable from the other. Yeah. So we've had enough time with these entities apart that uh, when they're back in the ring together with big stakes uh, on the line, that uh, we're going to get another gem. So I'm so stoked for it. And I do think it's, it can be a moment where the uh, New Day takes the titles again, uh, creates more cracks in the bloodline, um, I like that they're woven the new day into the bloodline story. Um, and it's going to help, you know, all parties involved from Roman on down. Um, but do I see him winning? Absolutely. So, And Xavier Woods is a Georgia guy and it's in Atlanta. So who knows now, then again, it might go the opposite because you, uh, usually embarrass the hometown hero in their hometown. So, uh, you know, we could go the opposite as well. But um, Tony Storm put a pie to the face, Greg, of Charlotte Flair. I'm just waiting for this segment where they're going to do pie face the the board game. You know, that little <laughs> game. Uh, then maybe that would be their thing. But, yeah, that's all we got to say about that. <laughs> I yeah, can't believe this, this is the this is the, um, the, feud, the feud is involving pie. So, uh, and then Sheamus... <laughs> Defeat Cesaro, which I thought was weird because I felt like you wanted Cesaro to keep picking up wins. So, it's, you know, it kind of sucks that he, yeah, he beats the rookie, but he can't beat Sheamus. Uh, I, I did like, um, you heard Cesaro say, I loved you like a brother. So I kind of liked, you know, bringing that bar aspect back to it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, almost at this rate, you know, might as well just reunite the bar and then add Ridge in there and just have, like we said, a, a mini League of Nations type deal. But, uh, uh, any thoughts on Sheamus getting the win over Cesaro, Greg? Because I was kind of like, you know, you had Rich lose, and then I guess the veteran is showing him how to do it. So that's, I guess, the aspect they're going with that. Yeah. Um, it would be fun to see the three of them together uh, just because they seem like such a natural fit. Mm-hmm. And then they have had those three terrorize the whole you know, tag team division, you know, while Sheamus and Cesaro taking the angle of schooling the the rookie, you know, teaching them this is how you do it. Um, I think that would be fantastic. Um, You know, it has to go somewhere. I think that is where it's going to end up going is that uh, you have a 
you know, three man, um, you know, yeah, kind of a league of nations. Everybody's got foreign accents and, you know, from Europe and it, uh, it would be fun to watch, you know, and then you have, you know, potential matches with the new day, potential matches with the bloodline, potential matches, um, that could be really, really good if you, if you build it up right. So that would be a great way to go in my opinion. Especially maybe if you had Cesaro and Sheamus kind of trying to one up each other, <laughs> like maybe if they have, you know, they're beating up on somebody and you the whole, no, I can hit him harder than you in that type of aspect. And, you know, Ridge kind of like trying to take all that in, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I, like we said, I think it, it's probably heading that way, but uh and obviously, the main event was Brock Lesnar <laughs> killing Sami Zayn, and then Roman's hitting one spear. I kind of would love Roman just to step on him, you know, not even like hit him with the spear, just like do the whole, you know, pinning him by just stepping on him. And but you know, the spear makes him look strong too. So, um, but we are officially on the road to Brock Roman again at day one, and yeah, that it could go either way because. Like we said, if you're paying Brock all this buku money, is he going to be the one to overcome Roman, or is he just going to keep bid on a few till WrestleMania? So um, that was SmackDown. Any anything I missed there, Greg, from SmackDown that you wanted to bring up? Um, well, just from the fact that um, I've noticed that lately, and I think it's because of the. Um, way the promos have gone in AEW with um, Punk and MJF and um, Kingston and and Punk and how viral those went that WWE is trying to get in the mix. Maybe laid back. Yeah, and, and let more through as far as, you know, let it get more personal. Um, I've noticed that with the... Uh, the Miz and Edge segment, um, but it, it still rings a little hollow because you know it's you know it's all being written out. It's not coming out of the wrestlers' mouths themselves, um, you know, as they envision it. You know, it's as a group of writers envision it. Mm-hmm. But you see that influence that uh, you know they're trying to duplicate that for themselves. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you've noticed that too with with that promo. Well, that's but... I was wondering, like with Edge and Miz, I almost wonder if they may let them go a little more, you know, bullet pointed than, you know, reading from because because you have the Miz or you have uh, Edge bring up the fact that Miz's name was mentioned by somebody else. Yeah, so I can't imagine a writer like, oh, I'm going to write that out. You know, like or like Roman. I think Roman has said he has pretty much a lot of control, you know, creative process on his promos. So it could, you know, it could be some of them have a little more leeway with what they say and, you know, let them try to, um, you know, I still felt like Tony Storm was like reading like this, like looking at something Mm -hmm. in that backstage segment. So probably the younger, you know, talent, I think they might still let them, you know, kind of force feed them rhymes. But then you also wonder, if maybe the other, you know, veteran guys like, and especially like the Miz, you got to believe the Miz can riff <laughs> with anybody. Oh yeah. You know, just let him have some, like you said, points to get across. And then 
you know, ad lib with he need, you know, go off the script if he needs to, or, you know, go off the cuff a little bit with it. So, um, because yeah, yeah. Well, like I was talking about, um, you know, back at when they were doing the whole, uh, Ms. Maurice, Nikki and John Cena, that yeah. got oh, real yeah. personal and that yes. got real, uh, you know, punching beneath the, beneath the belt. And that's when it felt the most authentic. And you know, these guys were just getting the free reign to do and say what they wanted to say. And um, that was what got us so deep into it. So you just wonder if that depends on the feud and who is involved. Or like Charlotte, I feel like Charlotte kind of tries to go on her own because, you know, some of the stuff she says is just like, you know, kind of hits points too. So, Um, and still seeing Greg that, uh, her and Andrade are probably done, which is so crazy because you saw all the Instagram pictures of them always together. And then, mm-hmm. you know, now you don't. So, and especially Ric Flair was kind of like becoming a father-in-law figure for Andrade and possibly even thought about being brought in to AEW for him. So, uh, yeah, I think that's an interesting little, you know, what a way to let's break up right before the holidays. Like, I guess I guess <laughs> right. the cuffing season ends, but uh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> anyways, that's a whole nother ball of wax. So, uh, let's do a quick commercial break and get into some AW talk for you, and uh, then we'll get into War Games. That's my best William Regal. Everybody joke we didn't get William Regal saying the famous words as he can do. So uh, maybe he'll show up tonight on the screen saying that, but that'd be kind of fun. So. All right, let's do a quick commercial break for Elite Performance. Ready for some AW talk. So we had Dynamite happen. We had Brian Danielson defeat Alan Angels. That's five. Uh, we had Hangman Page coming out there because uh, Brian Danielson was just going to town <laughs> on him. Then we had John Silver come out there because we heard that Brian Danielson and uh, Adam Page cannot touch each other before winter is coming or else everything is off the line. Um, Hangman Page will get suspended and all that. So uh, now we'll get John Silver and Daniel Bryan in Long Island. Uh, the heel turn of Daniel Bryan, man, is just so fu- like so crazy how well it just <laughs> it just worked in like two weeks, you know, three weeks or whatever it is. So uh, mm-hmm. I think him and John Silver will have a really strong match as well. It'll be interesting. What does he target? You know, he kind of. <laughs> He knocked out uh, Colt Cabana's tooth. He was going to town, you know, on Allen Angels with the submission. Uh, wouldn't let go for a minute, and now he'll get John Silver. And this is a good match for John Silver to kind of prove himself as well. Uh, you know, we haven't seen John Silver in many 
one-on-one matches with you know some of the top talents. So, and then we'll get winners coming on December fifteenth, and I'm really interested to see which way they go. Like, do you keep the title on Hangman and let him roll? Do you play shenanigans? Do you like have Hangman have to enter in Chase mode again? You know, after Danielson gets it, but uh. Greg, what do you think about the first opening match and uh, where everything is going for Brian Danielson and Adam Hangman Page? I am loving it all the way around with the whole storyline. Uh, it makes sense to me in the sense that nobody uh, is a bigger, eh, maybe punk, but let's say nobody's a bigger face in the company yeah. than Hangman. Everybody loves Hangman, and putting you know Danielson against him, the natural thing to do is to make him the heel because he's going to end up the heel where he wants to be or not. Uh, anybody who's standing opposite Hangman is going to be that. So um, he's leaned into it, and he's really um, made it personal with him and uh, the Dark Order in the sense of you know really taking out. You know his friends and you know making it more um, serious make it more uh you know it feels malicious and he's sending a message through dark order that this is what's going to happen to you um his promos have been on point um and we each match that he destroys another dark order member we're looking even more forward to what's going to happen when they get to winners coming. Mm-hmm. So I've loved what they're doing with uh, Danielson in the, in the sense that, you know, he's a beast and he's destroying everybody and, you know, he's flexing it while he's doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, being a big sports guy, big UFC guy, you know, it brings back uh, memories of the Diaz brothers in UFC. Uh, Nate Diaz, he's got a guy in submission and as the guy is getting choked out by a leg triangle, he's sitting there flexing his muscles and uh, jawing at the cameraman. So, you know, that's what uh, Danielson did in one match. Uh, tapping the guy out and he's standing there flexing and looking at the camera. Um, so maybe he's taking a little bit out of that. But it's uh, been great so far. And Handman doing very little on the opposite end just makes us anticipate it more so uh everything is perfect right now will not be able to do anything because now they added that aspect that he could get suspended if he touches brian so that's interesting because i don't remember that line coming out before unless i just missed it so uh and then we went into cm punk and lee moriarty moriarty sorry uh moriarty got a lot of close pitfalls there i mean there was a couple times i'm like you better not you better not um screw this up, Riff. You might accidentally give Punk his loss. I mean, there were some really close calls. So um, there were, and then yeah. the promo, I don't know if I'm liking the Britt Baker stuff involved in with it. Are you, Greg? Like, I don't get why, you know, I I guess because Punk called it called her out over MJF, but then MJF saying, like, you know. You'll never have a shot with her. Well, no shit, because Punk is a married man and has been for seven years. It's like, I get it, but also at the same time, it feels like MJF could dig at other things. 
I don't know. But um, uh, Wardlow comes out there. So obviously you'll probably get Punk and Wardlow on the road to MJF and um, CM Punk, which I think I'm fine with. That gives Wardlow another, you know, good person to fight with. Uh, I kind of liked it was back-to-back like Brian Danielson, then CM Punk. Uh, I still want Greg Punk and Brian to go against Young Bucks, but that's a that's a pipe dream right now. We'll see if that ever happens. So um, what do you think about Lee Moriarty, Moriarty? Sorry, I keep going back and forth. But Lee and CM Punk are really back and forth match. MJF's kind of digs at him. And then, like we said, maybe Wardlow and CM Punk going at it next. Yeah, um, well, first of all, when Lee Moriarty was coming out, I thought I was going to get Riho with the uh, the anime music. Yeah, music yeah. and the, the uh, I was like, what in the world? It, Lee Moriarty I don't remember his music around. at all. So <laughs> it was it was very anime with um, it's it sounded a lot like Riho's music, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it had a like an anime background and. The anime sound and the high pitched, you know, Asian female uh, voice. You have to go back and watch it. It's kind of trippy because mm-hmm. it's totally what you would not have figured for Lee Moriarty. But uh, match was fantastic. Uh, and like you said, there's a couple of times I thought they were going to give him a three uh, and not on purpose because those yeah. those pinfalls were so close that uh, I think that Moriarty may have released the uh, submission because he couldn't get out. But those were tight. Yeah. Um, enjoyed the match a lot, and, and they really played up on Moriarty's, you know, technical ability and how good he was. And you can uh, definitely tell that's his best match he's ever had in the company so far. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it laid the groundwork for him to, you know, to, to do some things on – you know, he's another, you know, long-term, long-term story. You know, a year from now, a year and a half from now, he could be a big-time player. Um, so, great match. Then the whole uh, business with uh, MJF coming out, you know, five minutes on the stick with these two. Yes, I'll take, I'll take that. And, um, you know, coming out with the whole Britt Baker uh, business, it does harken back to, you know, the epic, you know, 20 minute yeah. talk they had last week where um, one of my favorite lines of the whole thing was Punk telling MJF that, you know, you're thinking most powerful of the pillars, but you don't realize you've been replaced by Britt Baker. Mm-hmm. And that got a huge pop out of the crowd. And um, maybe MJF thinks he has a thing for Britt Baker, which, you know, makes no sense. Um <laughs> I don't know if you saw it, but after the show in um, where they had, you know, the big uh, mic battle that uh, Punk came back out, addressed the crowd, and at With the beginning jacket. of it, he was wearing Britt Baker's uh, ring jacket. Because it looked like a back. fat guy, fat guy in a little jacket. I'm afraid he was going to rip that thing. And by the way, did you hear McAfee say Sasha Banks was one of the exactly. pillars on SmackDown, which I thought was interesting. Uh, Pat McAfee used that line that ah. Sasha was one of the pillars of the women's division. So interesting that that, because I kind of, my I, my ears kind of perked up when I heard the line pillars, because we haven't heard that WWE mm-hmm. speak. So you wonder if they'll start playing that up as well. Right. But yeah, um, like you said, just, I, 
I get why Britt, but at the same time, I don't know. It just seems like a a forced line in a way. Like you'll never get a shot with her. Well, no, no, duh. <laughs> I mean, Adam. Well, Cole's maybe this her. is planning. Yeah, maybe this is planting the seed though with MJF um, speaking disparagingly about Britt Baker. That Adam down Cole the road, that Adam Cole is <laughs> right. That uh, hey, talk about a dream match, man. I mean, that's that would be amazing. I thought um, our dream match was Tony Schiavone and Adam Cole with Britt Baker in a cage, <laughs> a Shark Tank. Yeah, the Shark Tank. A- yeah, AEW's first ever Shark Tank match with Britt Baker. So, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't need to see Tony Schiavone involved yeah. in it. Well, I'll be rooting for Tony. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, Wardlow did defeat AC Adams, you know, just building up to Wardlow. I mean, he, I always joke. I'm like, if you're ever is a guy, Greg, to probably make the jump to WWE, I fear it's going to be Wardlow, but yeah. we'll see if that actually happens. Uh, Sting and Darby Allen have given the first loss to the gun club, Greg. They are no longer undefeated. And that's all I want to talk about that match. If you want to say more, you could say more. I'll let you have it. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving ahead. How about Ruby Soho, though? Speaking of good matches, Ruby and Chris. This was, yeah, I mean, yeah. really. And, man, Chris Statlander, Greg, has just talked about crushes and wrestling. She's, like, shot up in my crushes. Like, there's just something real unique about her that I'm like, because I usually tend to, like, want a girl that is unique and i'm like is there any more <laughs> more unique than her so uh, but really strong effort from both women and it's almost one of those like uh the crowd you know both these girls both these girls like i didn't want either girl to <laughs> right. lose like i mean both of them should have moved on but i i feel like ruby is gonna get that tbs championship you know now she's already overcome her toughest now she's got nile rose so it's like you really have Ruby on a path to that TBS championship. Um, and then, you know, you build her up and then she could get the, the women's official title down the road, but, uh, or she could just be a strong, you know, kind of like the TNT title. You just book that really, you book that just below your world title. So um, I'm thinking Ruby's mm-hmm. going to pull that TBS championship around her waist pretty soon. Whenever they finally get to the finals of that, Greg. Uh, what are you thinking on that end? And uh, what about the match with Chris and Ruby there? Uh, amazing match. Uh, I was rooting for Statlander, to be honest. Um, I know Ruby's, you know, new girl on the block, and, you know, she needs to stack some wins. Um, she's already took a 1-0 to uh, Britt. And... You know, she seemed to be a, t- a tier below Brit right now. But, uh, yeah, this is one another one of those matches where you see it start and you don't know who's going to win, which is the great thing about it. You know, and it's the opposite of what's going on on WWE TV. It's like all these matches, you know, you legit wonder who's going to win. Um, they're doing such a great job of booking these things. Um, fantastic match. And... It's, um, I think it's building towards a uh, Ruby versus Thunder Rosa final. Uh, final. And, you know, talk about five star matches. There it is, right there. Um, 
and again, you have two fan favorites going up against each other, and this match should be the match that finishes the night um, on Dynamite. You know, the last 30 minutes, give it to them, and let's have a classic. Um, In the end, I I agree with you that this is, um, you know, Ruby's tournament to lose at this point now that Statlander's out. So um, I think that's what we're going to get is Ruby and Thunder Rosa in uh, in the finals in an epic match, and Ruby finally comes out on top. And then uh, finally, we had Cody Rhodes and Andrade and Ilodo. Uh, we had everything out there. And should we just jump to the flaming table spot, Greg? Because, <laughs> I mean, Cody was charred. And pardon me, it felt pretty forced, though. Like, because this feud doesn't feel like it needs that. And then, you know, Brandy, like, doing it. I don't honestly think of Brandy as this, you know, like, I just think more for her as a, a bitch. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, than like a, <laughs> a hardcore, like, you know, setting the table blaze for Cody. So that was kind of weird. Like, I felt like, I don't know. It just, I get it because, you know, we, I mean, we're, we're literally trying to make Cody go through fire to get cheered. And yeah, I mean, he got kind of cheered, but he also got like, oh my God, like, why are you doing this? Because you don't need to. <laughs> so it's, a, I mean, yeah, that it, it just felt like it didn't need it. And, you know, cause they were having a pretty, you know, solid, I'm, I don't think it took away from the match, but at the same time, I don't think it was needed. It, you know, it just, I mean, I feel bad for Cody too, cause I mean, he was gelled up, yes, but that was still pieces of wood, like, charred, you know, like, on him. So, like, because he took the brunt of it, you know, and you, you know, you could have yeah. had Idolo go through. <laughs> you could have, like, split it up a little bit. It was all Cody. I mean, that was, uh, it's always like Bubba Ray, like, Bubba Ray Dudley when he would do his, you know, power bomb. I mean, especially when he did it to, like, <laughs> Stacey Keebler, May Young. I mean, he took the brunt of that. Uh, you know, on his butt. So, <laughs> which is probably his biggest asset anyway to, you know, take those. But um, have at it, Greg. What do you think about this whole, I mean, whatever it was? <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. It was it was a good match. I mean, it, um, you know, they were doing a great job. Uh, the, I was a little confused by the ending. Um in the sense that I agree with you, that there is no point in doing that. Um, there is no huge amount of heat between Andrade and Cody. You know, if this had been Malachi and Cody, it would have made a lot more sense, given what Malachi has put Cody through. But, you know, we're talking about Andrade. Um, and I know they're just starting to build what's going to happen with those two, but that's another reason that you don't do it right now is you know it whatever they're doing is just starting so well, now it's you know, over. what's the like... point of being <laughs> your mystery person yeah uh you, you know you you started at the super bowl and now you're going into the regular season yeah. <laughs> like the whole thing is backwards and like um, you said with brandy it just so, i don't she didn't need to be the mystery person i don't think 
Right. Um, the whole thing was kind of self-serving, and you know, we were watching the match and wondering what all this crap was on Cody's back. And um, we you see. know, once he saw the the table get lit, he's like, "Oh, okay, now I get it." Um, you know, the wax you put on your back so you, you can burn and you know without getting burned. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, working in TV and movies and things like that for as long as I had that I knew what that was once I was able to put it into context. But um, yeah, it, the whole the whole spot was pointless. They could have had a, a great finish without it. And now there's no way to go but down. So um, it's, it's another reason that we've soured on Cody. You know, everything is kind of self-serving and puts the spotlight on him and he wants to look like, you know, the hero. And, you know, he's just kind of tone deaf to what he's doing. Yeah. And that, like we said, you didn't, I mean, if you're going to have a mystery person, I mean, the last person I want is Randy Rhodes to be that. Like, I mean, she, you know, she's not Lita lighting it for Edge. <laughs> and, you know, for uh, yeah. Mick Foley, you know, for Edge to go through a, a flaming table to take out Mick Foley. But, um, and like you said, it it didn't warrant it. Like, I think you could have went through the table. That's fine. And, you know, kind of end it there. Like, you didn't, I don't know what the purpose of the fire because, you know, now on the opposite side, um, I guess we can get a rampage and talk about we'll kind of start the back there right, with the whole um, uh, Malachi Black now taking out both eyes of, um, of Pac. So I don't know what the hell they're going to do, a blindfold match. You know, are we going to harken back to those days of, uh, uh, what was it, Jake the Snake Roberts and Rick Martell, uh, Royal Rumble 89 or 90, something like, you know, like, like they, I remember that little thing, but you could see that they could see each other now that I look back. Uh, still, hell of a match with all four of these guys. Um, you know, and then Malachi just digging the thumb in there and having a little bit of blood, I thought was just a great, um, apparently Malachi can't get away from eye for an eye. Great, because he was involved with the Mysterio stuff in WWE right. and Seth Rollins for that. So, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Malachi is just an eye for an eye guy. But, um, and hopefully Ray Phoenix is okay. Unless maybe that was a way to write off Phoenix for the time being and get, you know, give him, but um, really, you know, ridiculously match. Uh, FTR was in Mexico last night, and I guess they got, you know, the fans were totally just healing against them, which is good because that's what you want. But uh, I think even somebody tried to throw a glass of, you yeah. know, the old, the old, uh, uh, cane or, uh, Coke, Coke at you. And, uh, uh, we were just, you know, tossed it away like that. So, um, interesting to see that. I would have loved to see that live just to kind of see how that played out. But, um, what do you think about the, the final, the, the main event of rampage Then we could kind of work our way back into the other match that happened, uh, between Tony Nese and, um, uh, Sammy Guevara since Jade obviously rolled like she was going to. <laughs> Nothing much to talk for Jade. I mean, like I said, <laughs> it's you know it's just slow moving for her, and she'll get to where she needs. But uh, have at it, Greg. The main event and uh, Malachi and Pack maybe doing an, an eye for an eye match down the road because that's where it's it's headed. <laughs> yeah, um, love the match. I, um, you know, you get these four in the ring together. It's going to be awesome. Um, 
all, all three of the death triangle, you know, they're must see. Um, they always bring it. Uh, FTR, love them too. And you're going to get a good old style, you know, back to NWA days with the uh, the Anderson brothers, you know, going up against the Rockwell Express and kind of uh, vibe to it. You know, old, gritty, and, uh, you know, kind of smash mouth, you know, old school wrestling, which was, which it was, and it was great. Um, the end was, I enjoyed it with uh, Malachi coming out. And if you're going to do a distraction finish, that's the way you do it. Uh, you come out, you blind the guy, and the other team, you know, scoops the win, and then you get in your, uh, then you go and you take out the other guy. So mm-hmm. um, the whole thing with Malachi, you know, gouging out the eyes of, of Pac, uh, I enjoyed it just because this is the persona that we want him to have, that he wants to present. Yep. And it's opposite of WWE where his spookiness was limited to his ring entrance and a few spooky words spoken promos and now here he is with the same setup but now he gets to do stuff that is dastardly and do stuff that is evil and you know lay on top of him for you know 30 seconds gouging his eyes and then you know when he shows you his hand he's got blood on his hands and you know this is an evil act And, you know, we can get behind that. So, um, and the fact that it's Pac, and we're going to get Pac versus uh, Malachi, I'm loving it. Because uh, these two are going to bring the house down. And and whatever stipulation they have, blindfold match, or, um, you know, they won't do something as stupid as an eye for an eye that they did in WWE. But um, they'll, they'll find something that uh, is better and is going to make both, uh, you know, look great in the process. So I'm excited to see what's going to come out of it, but it's a great way to transition Malachi off Cody into something new and, um, you know, puts Pat back on a singular road. And it's going to put the Lucha Brothers and FTR uh, Still going doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And then- so I'm looking forward to it. Then Tony Nice uh, ends up in a losing battle against Sammy Guevara, but you know I felt felt like Tony Nice was able to kind of step up his game. Um, you know he's not a very big guy, so it's interesting. I think you know we're starting to see AW maybe get some smaller guys like Daniel or like Brian Danielson, who still is a bigger star than Tony Nice will ever be. But you know I, I think you need that mixture. You know Sammy Guevara is not the biggest guy, so I like how he works. You know with smaller guys as well, but. Uh, any thoughts on the opening match? I thought it was just really strong case to, sh- you know, Jay Lethal is still there, uh, even though we haven't seen him since that uh, match with um, Sammy Guevara. So I wonder how they'll use Jay Lethal. Uh, and he's, you know, not the biggest guy either. So you do wonder if AW is kind of maybe this coming year, Greg, if they're looking to build in some kind of like a cruiserweight division or at least having those guys kind of intermingle more with each other so you could really mm-hmm. have that be something to well you know, hark in there, put another calling card on. So uh, what did you think about the opening match that happened on um, Rampage on Friday night? 
I, I enjoyed it. I, I wasn't sure what to expect from Tony Nese. I didn't watch much 205 Live or, um, you know, of the cruiserweights once they stopped featuring them on Raw uh, for that few minutes that they did. And which is good for Tony Nese because he can rebuild himself and he's not, doesn't have the stink of a WWE guy on it um, because he was buried in shows that nobody watched. And uh, I wasn't aware that he already wrestled matches on dark and was starting to stack wins, which they alluded to during the show, which is great. Um, the match itself was solid and shows, you know, the guy can be a player, you know, down the road. And I think what you're saying is probably going to prove out to be true that bringing in guys who are um, more Sammy's size uh, comparably and you just have a core group of um, guys that kind of measure up well with one another and have Sammy as, you know, the leader of that group, mm-hmm. then you have a you know, a good roster of guys to round Robin with mm-hmm. and, you know, a rotating cast of characters and, you know, guys that are, you know, not heavyweights, but kind of tweeners um, size wise. And Sammy is their equivalent of the world champ. So, yeah. Um, aesthetically, it looks great in all, um, kind of equal size wise and more believable that way. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, I was just kind of remembering Greg from uh, dynamite. Uh, what the hell was Miro's promo where he was like talking to God. Was that, was that, that was dynamite, <laughs> right? I wasn't, I didn't dream that. Did I? Yeah. Do you have any thoughts? Nope. You didn't. It was against the white light, but yeah, I thought that that was alluding to we're going to get Lana sooner than later. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's all I keep saying. The but way he was like, talking. Yeah. She'll be her. Yeah. She'll be the um, God that he's been missing. Maybe. Yeah. Something like that. But it's, yeah. I think that's what that was going towards is that okay. we're going to see Lana or CJ or whatever they're going to name her. Yeah. Uh, turn up Anal? very soon. Anal? oh my goodness i'll never get away from her name being lana but anyway so um yeah so that yeah i i guess i didn't want to go back to that but i kept thinking i'm like oh yeah there was that promo by mira where he was talking to god or you know he's he's vince he's gonna be entering a church next with shane right (laughs) getting the getting the holy water (laughs) We remember that lovely um, time for uh, Shawn Michaels getting God as his tag team partner. <laughs> what a horrible tag team partner oh, that God. was for Shawn. He never, <laughs> he never tagged in. He never got the hot tags. So. Um, anyways. Right. Uh, yeah. So let's get into. So much potential just went wasted. Yeah, I know. Uh, he should have went to AW, Greg. Well, he did. God went to AW. He he just it took him a few years <laughs> later. It took him some years to you know find his way. But um, yeah, that Miro promo. I was like, what is going on? Like this is is this like Miro's like actual like Miro said I want to do this, 
But uh, yeah, because like we said, so, Greg, sometimes you're it's okay to have creative control, and sometimes you need to say, "Oh no, we're not doing that." Sorry, like Tony Khan needs making right. up. Unless this is Tony Khan's idea, and then it's like, okay, but yeah. So, um, all right. Well, let's get into a couple more final commercials with some realty talk and energy drink, and then we'll get into war games and uh, what to expect tonight. So. Give you a final commercial plugs and then uh, get into working. What is up, everybody? It's your boy Dan over at BWSports1.com and Black and White Sports. And I'm wondering if you're ready to buy or sell that home. Now's the time, and I got just the person for you. Mr. Sean Nugent, a.k.a. Rockstar Realtor himself. 317-503-8322. Put that home on the market. Get into your dream home with this man, Talk to Sean at Talk to Tucker today, 317-503-8322. And make sure you tell him the boys over at BWSports1.com sent you. All right. And we also get some rogue energy real quick because we can all use a little energy in our life. So let's get in some rogue energy real quick. to nxt war games happening tonight um i do miss war game like uh saturday night pay-per-view for aw or for nxt but we'll get it tonight you know and it's kind of nice for nxt because there's no other pay-per-views this month for you know wwe so i've kind of liked that they've shifted that and you know give nxt the whole you know kind of uh forefront tonight and this is like we said kind of the the 2.0 version of it so we'll see where that goes, Beth Phoenix is last night, so uh, good luck to her. You know, we'll see. I like we said, I kind of see like her doing a main roster run, just to kind of you know finish that up and then doing whatever she might do with family and all that. So uh, first off, Greg, let's look at Imperium uh, going against Kyle O'Reilly and Vaughn Wagner. I'm calling Imperium all the way. I wonder if maybe we might see some cracks. Um, between Vaughn and Kyle start to happen. And, you know, that leads to a one-on-one match. And then that writes off Kyle Riley because I do think the writing is on the wall there as well that Kyle is gone soon enough. I don't know what kind of um, contract situation he has, but I can't imagine it being much longer. So um, I think it'll be a decent tag match, you know, nothing too special. But I think Imperium picks up the win. Maybe we'll see... Um, somebody else kind of step out from the shadows after the match, kind of set their name next and uh, kind of go from there. So, Greg, are you going with Imperium as well to win against Vaughn and Kyle? Uh, yeah, I am. Pretty much for the reasons that you stated is that uh, Imperium's, the, number one, the better team. Two, 
um, that it seems like Kyle is ready to go. Um, when you look at from the fact also that the Undisputed Era guys came in together, um, you figured they would have identical contracts. And now you see Adam Cole and Bobby Fish were gone within months of each other. And um, Kyle is probably right around the corner as well, unless he's signed an extension. So um, we've seen nothing about that. Um, so your idea of, you know, a face off with Vaughn and Kyle, you know, with Kyle putting them over would make perfect sense. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Kyle goes off to, you know, greener pastures somewhere. So yeah, definitely I'm with Imperium all the way, even if it wasn't for, you know, the breakup angle that's coming. And now I think Roderick Strong, you do wonder if maybe he has a longer deal because obviously him being a cruiserweight champion and diamond mine kind of getting over well, uh, I could see him another year or so, you know, down there. Maybe he signed like a year extension or or maybe he signed before then right. or something like that. So, um, yeah. Uh, Duke Hudson and Cameron Grimes in the hair versus hair match. I think it's going to be Duke in the haircut. I think Cameron picks up the win. Uh, as much as I would love to just automate or just have Cameron cut a little bit of the hair, at least he did trim up the beard. I think that was needed, but um, yeah, especially if you're supposed to be this high rolling, um, you know, multimillionaire guy, but um, I think Duke cuts and they kind of get rid of that little comb over thing. He's, you know, the little um, side part that a lot of people do now. I think that will be gone. He might have a more shaved head look. And uh, I don't think he goes bald, Greg, but I do think he'll have like a, a shorter hairstyle for the time being. And I'm going to call Cameron Grimes to pick up the win over Duke Hudson tonight. How about yourself? Yeah, we're two for two. Um, Duke's been, you know, getting the uh, the upper hand uh, so far with this uh, hair angle. And, you know, this is usually where – you know, the baby face gets his come up. So um, I definitely got it for Cameron Grimes. He's already had his haircut and looks a thousand times better. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you know, he's, he's, uh, when I saw him after, you know, the next week, that uh, I was like, wow, that's totally so much better. You know, with the beard being so much shorter and the hair. Um, you know, it's a thousand times uh, better. So, you know, they can keep riding that. You know, he's got a money look now. Um, and and Duke, I don't know what Duke's going to look like, but, um, you know, play up the heel character and make him more angry because he got his head shaved. And, um, you know, it could be a boon for him. Yeah. Um, Roderick Strong is going with the Cruiserweight Championship opportunity to Joe Gacy. I kind of feel like Joe Gacy will pick up the win here if you're building up this whole, you know, 2.0 era. Uh, I can't remember. Is the I can't remember if the Cruiserweight is on the line or is it just an opportunity to get the Cruiserweight Championship? Uh, which way is it going, Greg? Do you remember which way it's going? Because it says, you know, according to the quick I'm, hits, it's an opportunity. But I guess I should look opportunity. that up. Opportunity. Uh, okay. I was thinking playing? that it was the championship match. 
I guess I should have just looked um, up real quick. So I uh, who are you going with while due I due to my well due to I did watch you know last week because Sorry. of my uh titles on the line. Yep. So yes. Um and you know Gacy you know did the Gacy thing and kind of talked his way into it. Um and I would say Roger Strong, it wasn't for the fact that I think the uh, the behemoths that uh, Gacy's kind of, you know, incorporated isn't going to get involved. But I think that's what's going to happen is that um, he's going to do something and that's going to be the way that Gacy man manages to sneak out a win. Um, so I think the title changes hands and Gacy gets it. Yeah, and then it becomes a all-inclusive title, and it's just open to anybody. I don't know if it's a right, like what they'll do with that. But um, and then we get into war games, so we'll go with the women first. We have Raquel Gonzalez, Io Shirai, Cora J, and Kaylee Ray against Toxic Attraction and Dakota Kai. I'm calling for Toxic Attraction just to kind of pick up the win, maybe. Um, I'm going to suit maybe made Rose picks up the win or it could be Dakota. Like, you know, maybe you give the kind of the odd man out, odd women out for toxic attraction. But I think Greg, I want to see Kaylee Ray be the strongest person coming out of it. You know, maybe she does the Io Shirai dive off the top or she gets the big, the big move type deal uh, just because they've been building her up so yeah. well. But I kind of feel like you also want the heels to go over just so these faces could kind of, you know, have to keep chasing after them. So um, I'm going to say Toxic Attraction and Dakota Kai get it, but my War Games hero sh will go to Kylie Ray. So if you want to, if you want to give a uh, uh, a War Games hero, Greg, you can do that and kind of give us your winner as well. Um, I think this is definitely going to be the best match of the night. Um, yeah. The the sides look pretty even, um, but I think that uh, is is such a coin flip. Mm -hmm. But with uh, toxic attractions momentum, that they would find some way to, um, you know, sneak out a win. As far as the hero of the night. Uh, it's, I still think the the one that gets the big the big moment is going to be Eo, mm -hmm. just because of how she flies and it, yeah. I think she did something off the top of the cage the last one. Yeah, um, she did the trash can spot. <laughs> she put her trash can on right. her head and just dove off. Like she's crazy. yeah. So what about Cora J? Do you see her like she feels like the odd woman out? I guess like overall. Do you think she gets a couple good spots in there just to kind of mm -hmm. put her name a little bit higher? Yeah, she has to. I mean, or take or takes a couple tough shots she is too. The, I would imagine. Yeah, to, to to prove she belongs in there. Yeah, um, absolutely. Because um, she's the one girl in here that doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. So you know, you got to make her fit. So giving her a, a big spot or taking like a crazy bump mm -hmm. is what's going to, you know, get kind her up get on her. that level. So, 
Yeah. Maybe she does a skateboard spot because she brings that little skateboard with her and she can uh she can pull my Darby Allen <laughs> the spot. So uh, speaking <laughs> put some of tacks on the bottom. Yeah, put some well probably they'll probably do some like I don't know what they put on it, but um yeah, that'll be interesting. And speaking of guys not looking like they belong, even though I love him and I know you love him, Greg, LA Knight <laughs> on team NXT <laughs> still. It's so crazy to me, but I, you know, I guess he's had, you know, a look, I, he is a veteran guy. So I make, it makes sense in that regard. But, um, so we have black and gold NXT against 2.0 NXT. So this is, um, Tomasa Champa. It is, um, LA Knight, Pete Dunn, and Johnny Gargano, who interesting that you talked about contract stuff, Greg, I guess he signed just long enough to do this. So you wonder where the writing is for him. Um, you know, especially, and then mm. Candace is up in next year. So, um, you know, do they just take time off to do the family thing for a little bit and then, you know, figure out what they want to do after that. Um, but, and this is Johnny Gargano's first war games match, which is so crazy to think, uh, like how long Gargano's yeah. been on the NXT roster, Greg, and to have his first match and Tomaso Champa. Decide to throw more, more fire in the where will Johnny Gargano go because he had a nice like mo- um, collage of him and Gargano pictures, Greg, uh, saying, you know, if this is your last night, I just have two words for you. Thank you. And like that, <laughs> that makes you wonder, you know, like where, you know, if this is Gargano's kind of last night, which makes me believe, Greg, that the black and gold brand of NXT, the colors, you know, they pick up the win here. I, I think, you know, your last shot is them just kind of standing tall for now. I don't think we're quite ready to turn that tide in the favor of Braun Breaker and buddies. Um, you know, it's what Braun Breaker, um, uh, who is, uh, now, now I'm losing all my names. So, uh, Waller. Grayson Waller. Um <laughs> Where's Isn't it uh, Carmelo? Carmelo Hayes and then um, uh, Tony, Tony D'Angelo. So, yeah, this is the yeah, one, yeah, Greg, yeah. like you said, where where the women's side looks coin flip-esque, you know, 50-50. The men's side is black and gold all the way. Like, the old guys got it. Um, you know, I, I mean, I guess you'll have Ron looking the strongest. Um, I want to see what Tony D'Angelo does. But I do feel like Braun is going to get some of the bigger spots, so he'll be my uh, my war games kind of hero in a losing effort. I mean, they're totally on board with him, so mm-hmm. I feel like you still want to book him strong. And I kind of want Gargano to pick up the final pinfall, though. If this, is, I know it's never the right way for the guy to go out as a winner if he's going out, Greg. But this is John Gargano. It's NXT, his baby. I mean. You know, he's got a real baby coming yeah. on the way. So mm-hmm. I'm a big cheesy Gargano guy. It'd be awesome if we get like DIYs music back for one night and kind of let that play, you know, with uh, Champa and Gargano. But uh, I'm, I'm saying, you know, the old guys got it. <laughs> it just feels like they, you know, they're, <laughs> we're not quite ready for, um, you know, and like I said, maybe guys that watch show is Tony D'Angelo, uh, Grayson Waller. I think there's a lot of people behind him. So, it will be just interesting to see how they're booked. Ultimately, I think Braun Breaker looks the best on that side in the losing battle. So 
Um, you going to go opposite, Greg, or are you going to go team black and gold as well? Uh, black and gold all the way. I think um, you're right in the sense that Breaker's going to look the best as far as, um, you know, crazy feats of strength and being the hardest member to overcome. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be very telling if, you know, one, they do the, the DIY music with uh, Champa and Gargano coming out together. Um, Champa's already breaking the fourth wall with his little montage. Um, and I don't know about you, but one of my favorite rivalries of, you know, the, since 2000 was Champa and Gargano, that trilogy of matches that they had. I mean, the first two in particular, um, because they were so heated and they were so epic, you know, 35, 40 minutes and just those two killing each other. Um, The story they told and the amount of time between those first two matches and it was just a constant build was easily one of the my favorite feuds that I've ever seen since, mm-hmm. uh, you know, turn of the century. Um, you know, the the third match kind of was ruined because they did it in the warehouse and it took a lot of spice out of it without the audience to back it up. Yeah. Like um, they did a cinema match for but, it. But yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm not even thinking about that match, but those first two matches were. Mm-hmm beautiful they were brilliant they were violent and they were what it's what it's meant to be um you know that was as AEW as <laughs> wwe could possibly get uh but as great as those matches were um and if if it plays out that way that gargano gets that final pin you know that's pretty much the writing on the wall the graffiti on the wall that uh gargano is out of here um but yeah this is definitely one for the black and gold and uh i, I would love to see my dude ellie knight get the get the pin um i was very Oof. happy to see because i went back and <laughs> hey don't give me that who i know i'm joking <laughs> i uh watched last week's in nxt um before i watched uh this one mm-hmm. and i was very happy to see that um in last week's he was uh dropping the catchphrases you know mm-hmm. that's not an insult it's just a fact of life and i was like yes finally i've been waiting for this for the whole time he's been back here that's the first time he said it and he dropped it twice on that episode i was like the talk show the talk show we gotta do it we gotta do <laughs> get it. that next and maybe maybe we're finally getting to it he's finally get uttered the words it's like a mm-hmm. um, a magic spell you got to say the words and then the thing happens Mm-hmm. And he's finally doing it, and um, I think that uh, you know he's gonna get he's gonna get catapulted because yeah. you know if Gargano leaves and some of the other uh, mainstays, you know Kyle O'Reilly, they're gonna need people to to raise up, and you got a natural right here uh, veteran who's magic on the microphone. Mm-hmm. And you know he's gonna be one of those guys that's gonna get elevated. So I'm I'm hyped for it. 
as you can imagine. And did he do um, many hardcore types yeah, totally. of stuff in TNA? Like, do you kind of remember his run there? Uh, not hot, hardcore, really. Yeah. Um, I remember some, you know, street fight variety okay. uh, matches, but nothing too insane. So, so then that will kind of be up this. Okay. I just wasn't sure if this was his first kind of four way foray into, you know, that type of style. But, um, I mean, he's somebody to watch too. Cause like, you know, we haven't, we've, like you said, we've seen the glimpses, but we haven't seen it all put together yet. So now he did cut a yeah. really good promo is one of those, you know, backstage digital exclusives and he spoke for the team. And I thought he really, you know, laid the groundwork for that and, you know, just kind of giving everybody their props and, you know, being the spokesperson for the team. Uh, I, I can't remember where mm-hmm. that promo was at in my Twitter feed, Greg, but uh, people were sharing it. So I watched it. And it was just one of those like, you know, digital exclusives, which they always should show because usually those are the best, <laughs> the best things that they do. So, um, yeah. Uh, uh, anything, I'm going to have to go any, find it now. Yeah. Um, it's probably under their NXT Twitter page, I'm sure somewhere, uh, you know, uh, anything else from war games that, you know, we want to bring up Greg or, uh, you're going to, you're going to catch it live tonight or you're going to like, wait till, wait till a couple of days and catch it later. Uh, not the latest. I'll watch it tomorrow. Um, okay. I know it's cutting into, uh, in the football. You have chargers and, game um, at four then, or chargers later on today. No, chargers are the featured game at one o'clock. Okay. On uh, playing the Cincinnati. Oh, okay. And uh, so that will be. So I've got Paramount Plus. You're in luck because they're the they're the featured game. Okay. Um, but I know Chiefs and uh, I think Chiefs and Broncos are tonight. Yeah. That and right. that's a big game. I'm going to see that. Going to see it with some Chiefs fans. Okay. And so um, I would miss the beginning of it. So I'd rather. Wait till it's over and then watch it, then of catch course. it halfway through. So yeah, um, I'll do okay. that. But my uh, Colts got the uh, Houston Texans today, so we'll see. This is a that's a big game for them to try to take care of business there, and uh, then we got the bye week. Uh, we're one of the last, you know, we got one of the last bye weeks, which is always a good thing because then your body, you know, can heal up and get ready for that last. Because uh, I think we got the Cardinals on Christmas Day. Then I, uh, who else they got Raiders. And then I think they got somebody to finish up the season. So, um, well, I can't believe we're already at the end of the season. Like this is the last month of it. it it's felt like it just started, but, um, that's how it goes. So, yeah. And, uh, looking ahead, I think for day one, Greg, we'll do day one predictions on that Saturday. And I think we'll do a best. Who's our best superstars, like our award show. Does that sound like an idea? I know we're talking out uh, loud on. Um, I like it. I I can't remember if we did. I thought we did some kind of mixed in like superstar of the year type deal. So I say we just kind of throw that out there January first and uh, let that be a a big show. So you know maybe uh, next week where we'll be live on Sunday again as I head to Chicago uh, to go meet John Cena. I will physically see him in person. Uh, so. Uh, <laughs> How you many can't times see him. Think, how, I was going to say, how many times do you think he's heard, <laughs> oh, I see you, so I will try to bite my tongue from saying <laughs> that. Um, San Diego Comic-Con, Greg, he dressed up as the Peacemaker, so I thought that was kind of fun to see him dressed up 
as the peacemaker um because he has the show coming out in january uh it's going to be a series on uh hbo max so i don't think he'll do that for the chicago one but um he you know he's only there saturday so maybe um yeah so that and then uh aw has some um some guys there uh, cm punk will be at the uh pro wrestling tees um table so i'll have to see where my time time is uh adam cole is doing a 430 shoot uh fixture so i kind of want to hope i make that uh hangman page and ruby are on there as well and i've nice. met hangman i've met ruby obviously i just met ruby but um i'm kind of wondering if if hangman has the title with him greg i kind of want to get a picture with that and him so we'll see what if he has the title with him yeah. at that event but uh yeah, so it's going to be a nice long, <laughs> nice long day, and then uh, probably drive back that night um, from Chicago, going up Friday in the evening. So then that way we'll kind of be there, and we can go right away in the morning uh, when doors open and uh, get that all taken care of. But yeah, so we'll do the show on Saturday, on Sunday, uh, uh, Sunday again, and uh, maybe we'll take off Christmas just because you know it's Christmas, and then uh, come back big for day one because. I think that will be, yeah. <laughs> I think that'll be just, uh, where did November go and where does December go? I always like, I feel like after Labor Day, <laughs> life just like is a blur. Like, I don't remember what happens. So, um, but anyway, so thank you for watching. Um, go Colts, go Chargers. Uh, my Pacers are imploding as it is. So we will not talk about them. You're in your, uh, your son's, Greg, uh, the, the streak is over. The streak right? ended. The, yep. Yeah, yeah, 18 yeah. in a row. They beat. Yep, they tied the streak by beating Golden State, which was the best team and in the lost league. Lost to Golden State to go to tie the streak. Then they beat Detroit to go to break the streak. Yeah. Then they had to play Golden State again, okay. and then Golden State won. That's a so weird. That's a weird the, scheduling. Uh, they set thing. the new streak. Because normally you would do back yeah. to back, like you would do With, a home and away. Like they would play at Phoenix, and then they would go to Golden State that next day, or you know, the next like day trip or whatever. So I'm kind of that's a weird scheduling fluke thing, isn't it? I mean, yeah. So um, you need a Michael yeah. Cole there to say, you know, the streak is over and have you know uh, nineteen and one or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> eighteen and one. So um, yeah, Brock Lesnar could have showed up. But anyways, so, well, your sons, I'm yeah. sure they'll, I mean, what, they're still 19 and four or 19 and, or 18 and five or so, or, you know, something ridiculous, right? Yeah, 19 and okay. four. And Golden State is. Yeah, they're 19 and four and they get, they're 20 and 20 three. 20 and three. So, so yeah. we're a game behind them still. I mean, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah, Golden, so, who would have thought insane. Golden State would killing it. Yeah, and Golden State, like, just a couple, you know, we thought, oh, they're on the dynasty and then they have the, like a rough couple of years and now they're right back in it. So it's like all you needed. And I think Clay Thompson's finally, I think he's shooting now. So he'll be back soon. And yeah, what a, that team is. Yep. I saw Steph shoot from like, and they beat the Suns without Devin Booker who got hurt. So oh, okay. So next time they play, asterisk. Devin Booker's going to be back. So um, on I that know win Steph that uh, Golden State got. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say Steph Curry hit a shot from the entryway. Like where you would come out, and I just like and it was a, a swish, like he just his his like yeah. 
that's just so crazy to like his range. Like they said, he just enters a gym and that's his range. <laughs> like, so I'm well, even uh, Trey Young has <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, Trey Young has some range. Like Trey Young hits from the logo a couple times. Like I mean it, and like easy. You know, it's not like he forces it. So um, yeah. But anyway, so all right. Well, have a good weekend. Enjoy the you know the football today, and uh, I'm gonna get some more stuff done outside for my house and get that all done. And uh, totally in the Christmas spirit here at uh, Stephen Manor, as I like to call it. So. Um, are you are you decorating, Greg? Do we get to see some some Christmas spirit at your house soon? <laughs> nope. Uh, uh, yeah, you're, I'm you're, gonna you, be all over the place. <laughs> you're just not. Home no, I lot, just right? don't decorate. If, yeah. If, exactly. If there's no significant other, I am not decorating. Yeah. So you know that's the uh, the queen takes care of the, you know that business. So I'll contribute if that's a, a factor, but otherwise, single Greg does not decorate. <laughs> I, I do it for myself. I always say because I usually don't have many people come visit, but I will invite. You know, I say if people want to come, but yeah, I just it's nice to do it for myself and have a little little Christmas spirit in my house. So, uh, but yeah, well, enjoy the weekend and uh, yeah, get back in next week on Sunday. Uh, probably the same time I, I should be okay. Good to go after that. So, and I'll talk all about my uh, comic con experience and uh, share my picture with John Cena. Hopefully you could see him. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note, we will end this broadcast. <laughs>